Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. We're going to be diving into how to teach yourself to love you again. And this theme is self-love is true love. So thank you for being here. We're going to dive in just a sec. Would love to hear what you got out of that last interview with Petya. She's a powerhouse superwoman doing amazing things in the world. And uh, just blessed to have her in my life. So, so blessed. And I appreciate you, Petya. Massive love for you, Petya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So if you have been looking, searching, seeking on the path to discovery to love you again this next hour, we are diving in, we are unleashing, and uh, you definitely want to stick around all the way through to the end because one idea has the power to change everything for you about teaching yourself to love you again. So stick around, enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey. I want to say dride, enjoy the dride, enjoy the journey ride. Speaking of ride, this is a ride. This is becoming your greatest possible self, and I acknowledge you for showing up, for jumping in, diving in, and choosing to be your GPS. We are here all day long, every Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific, rocking it out, delivering massive value, great interviews, and healing, and coaching, and great stuff like that. So definitely stay tuned, stick around, stay plugged in, and keep being your GPS. I acknowledge you for showing up, for tuning into the podcast, the replay, YouTube, however you get this info. Great job. Keep showing up. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. And this week it's by Rika123. Energy Boost. Chris is a light and a force who delivers personal growth messages with a dedicated intention of creating more loving, up-leveled world for us all. His energy is infectious. He brings equally empowered and inspiring guests on the show. And the conversations just flow. Yes, they do. Thank you so much, Rika. I appreciate you and your flow as well. And if you want to give us a shout out, give us a review, let us know what you love about the show, how we can improve it for you. We would love to hear from you. Go to BeerGPS.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store and you can give us a review there. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance for doing that. We're going to dive in today. How to Teach Yourself to Love You Again. So definitely stick around. My MJ just said, you're a great singer. Oh, I love it. I love it, Jessica. Love it, love it, love it. We're going to be diving into this. Self-love is true love. Let's start with that. This theme. And we're just going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to dive into specific strategies to teach yourself to love you again. Why I why I came up with that topic, the specifically the teaching yourself to love you again, what that means, how to do it. We're we're gonna have a blast here. But first, the theme: self love is true love. I knew this month, the month of February, would be a month full of relationships and focus on relationships. Whether it was self, whether it was others, whether it was romance, whether it was dating, whether it was keeping the fire lit, um, attracting, calling in your dream partner. 
all these aspects. And so I said, okay, let's dedicate a couple marathons to these themes. The first one I said, well, there's no point in attempting to build a relationship with someone else, attract that dream partner, create that dream relationship. If the foundation of you is not solid, stable, pure, healthy, healed, alive, in integrity and focused on growth. If you are unwilling to face your shadows, if you're unwilling to confront the uncomfortable, if you're unwilling to heal, then you're just going to keep repeating the patterns of the past and you're going to keep attracting people and things into your life that cause you to continue to suffer until you learn the lesson. And so I think a lot of people attempt to jump into relationships to fill a hole to fill a void. I know when I was in my teenage years, I had two relationships back to back. They were, I, I didn't know who I was. And I, I thought a relationship was what I was supposed to do. I thought it felt good um, to, to be attracted to someone else, but I really wasn't happy with myself. You know, really was not happy with myself. The, the man I was being, who I was becoming, comparing myself to my dad, I wasn't happy with myself. So there was no, no self-love there, or at least it was very covered up. I wouldn't say there's no self-love because I think at some level we all have a source that is just a geyser of self-love, but it might get caked over, might get walled up, might get buried. And so I felt like I had to work on myself after those two relationships when I was like, I don't know, 18, right? 17 and 18, two girlfriends back to back about a year apart, and they were pretty short relationships about two months, three months, and then the other one was four months and then split up and they got back together for three months and then took about six years to get into my next relationship. And that one lasted two or three months as well. So I was wondering like, what is going on? What's this pattern? You know, six years I worked on myself. Like what is, is up? I thought like all this work on myself and there wasn't this, there wasn't a desperation, so to speak, to find that, that, significant other, but there was an interest. There was sometimes a sincere commitment to say, hey, how can I go attract and create this significant other, this dream person of mine? But from the beginning of 18 years old and doing years of personal development, I was like, man, I, I want to get myself and my life in order first. I want to take care of myself first. I want to get into alignment, loving, appreciating myself, and then I can go find that significant other who I can share my life with. So I did a ton of personal development, and even after doing the personal development, I discovered coaching. I was a coach at that point at 24 years old, and I said, okay, like this, this other woman who I, had, who I had attracted into my life, she's still a great woman. We're friends to this day, great, great relationship completion, um, just saying, hey, this isn't working. Let's, let's decide, agree to, to go our se separate ways. So... I think there's still, you know, now I'm saying it, I'm like, I still think that there's like some ego involved that, ah, uh, you know, we, we separated, there's something wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when people are able to come together and say, hey, we're not yet at the point where a relationship like this would work. And who knows what the future holds, but for right now, no. And I don't, I don't even think it was like a right now. It was like, yeah, this just isn't working. You know, there was no possible intention of coming back in the future. It was just like, yeah, this isn't isn't really working. We're not super we're not super happy. We're not super fulfilled. So we appreciate and love each other, but we're gonna we're gonna keep on going our separate ways, keep working on ourselves, growing ourselves till we find what makes us happy, what truly makes us happy. And so um 
I had worked a lot on myself during that time. I had been coached a lot. Um, one of my coaches in particular was like so committed to getting, creating a relationship for me, to getting me into a relationship. And I think part of me was like, when I got that relationship at 24, I said, hey, you know, this is amazing. Like, wow, I, I really can have a beautiful woman in my life. I really can attract love into my life. I really can do this. And so that was reassuring. But after the relationship ended, I said, okay, cool. Like, I don't need it. I'm, I'm just going to keep living my life. I'm going to keep focusing on me. I wasn't really happy with myself still at that point. I was like, I need to become the better version of myself. And by the way, something I think can um, impact a lot of people, coaches, especially men, um, is trying to fix the partner and getting our self-worth and value out of trying to fix someone who is wounded, who is in pain, who's suffering. And then that creates like codependence and all these kinds of things, like different things get, get mixed up in there. So just be aware. Be aware of how much do you love yourself, what patterns are showing up in your relationships. And for me, I really worked on myself for six years. I said, I'm, I'm going to grow myself. I'm going to become the best version of myself. So I think that I knew early on self-love is true love because my actions demonstrated I, I didn't need a girlfriend. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily willing to invest the time and the energy into that because my own foundation, I was still building that. I was still putting that in place. And so I think it's different for a lot of people. I think some people are just different life circumstances and not as fortunate. I was very fortunate to be 21 years old when I started personal development uh, and started growing myself and creating my dream woman and and getting clarity on those kinds of things and practicing that stuff. Not everyone's so fortunate. Some people do it at 40, 50, 60 years old, and that's that's perfect. It's perfect wherever people are at. I don't think there's a right or wrong age. I just think you have to be you get to be willing to be patient with yourself and you get to be willing to design the life, the dream partner that you want to call in and things like that. Okay. So that's gonna be more of the focus of next week is that dream partner. But this week, self-love, like teaching yourself to love yourself again. Um, there's a lot of incidences and things. You get to look back to your journey, look back to your past, and look at what were the things that triggered you that you felt like were wastes of time, you felt were big, big breakdowns, you felt were total just, you messed up, okay? Because that's a really big source of healing that you can you can repair. One thing for me was playing so many video games. When I played video games, I would play for like six, eight, 10, 12 hours a day, right? Like weekends, I am going ham. I'm going getting up at like 6, 7 a.m. and playing till midnight, you know, midnight, 1, 2 a.m. Like just going ham with video games. And uh, that was like an obsession, right? And I, I really beat myself up over that for a long time. So ask yourself, is there anything in your past, in your journey that you didn't like, or if you could go back and redo it again, you wouldn't do it the same way, or you felt messed up your chances, um, you you messed up an, an opportunity, you made a mistake, you failed, you screwed up. Look for those times. I know another one was um, one of my good friends, like I did something, we did a prank with him. And because of that prank, and I attempted to go back and repair the relationship, but because of the prank, he never talked to me again. Like never, never wanted to build the relationship again. Just like resentment, 
closed off the wall. And um, part of me was like, okay, I got to forgive him. But I think the deeper part, even to this day, still comes up in my mind. The deeper part is, Chris, do you forgive yourself for doing that? Do you forgive yourself for hurting someone so bad that they cut you out of their life? Do you forgive yourself for, um, for not being smart enough to, to not make that mistake? Do you forgive yourself for causing irreparable damage? Irreparable meaning like no matter what I feel like I've tried to do, I haven't been able to affect that relationship and the status of it. It's just, I just get to let it go. I get to release it. I get to surrender that relationship to the universe and stop holding on to it. Learn the lesson. Treat people well. Don't disrespect people. Don't do things that will piss people off, you know, like pranks. It's so interesting. Like I loved doing pranks when I was younger. And then after this, I think I just didn't do any more pranks. Didn't didn't want to hurt anyone. Didn't want to inconvenience anyone. Didn't want to feel hurt myself. Didn't want to risk at the at the opportunity for a laugh for to have fun and you know pranks. Usually someone is getting like hurt or someone is getting frustrated or annoyed. It's an inconvenience. It's funny because it's a distraction. It's a um, annoyance or even it can be like painful to people. And that's what can make it funny. But for the person who's receiving that, it's not funny, you know, and like some serious things can happen. People can get hurt and things like that. So self-love, back on topic, tangent. Self-love is Being selfish. Let's talk about being selfish. I think a lot of people struggle with that on their journey of self-love and teaching themselves to love themselves again. Uh, I would say I'm more inclined to do the actions of selfishness, whereas Petya is more inclined to do the actions of selflessness, where she serves her family, where she does things for her family, and um, you know, really goes the extra mile for her loved ones to show that she cares and is less inclined to do the selfish things, but she's definitely balanced in both. Very, very skilled in being enlightened self-interest and taking care of herself and having boundaries and taking care of her family and being selfless and um, giving humble contribution, serving. For me, one of my greatest journeys is saying, hey, I'm, I'm willing to be selfish, but it was like a fearful selfishness. It was a retracting and moving away from, from people, from risk, from danger, um, from rejection. Right? Like I moved away from this, these things because I thought that that would give me peace. It would give me stability. It would give me security. And when I did that, the selfishness, like what it looked like was what I thought selfishness meant was um, in a good way, an enlightened self-interest, was to say no to people and to never take part in anything that's fun. I cut fun out of my life. I cut relationships. Like I really minimized relationships. My family, for many years, I said, I'm not going to Christmas. Or I'm not going to Thanksgiving. I'm not going on vacations. Like y'all go do your thing. I'm going to be working. I'm going to be doing my thing. But 
deep down inside, I'm super unhappy. And I think my mind is telling me, my conscious mind or unconscious mind or whatever, is telling me that I'm supposed to stay safe. I'm supposed to retreat. I'm supposed to stay in my lane, my zone, because that, that will get me what I want. I'm supposed to work harder because that will get me what I want. But I never had that equation fulfilled. No matter how much I loaded up one side of the equation with effort and time and energy alone and trying to quote unquote work on myself, the fulfillment never came. But it was when I started wanting to live a, a balanced life, a harmonious life and having different areas of my life be successful and, and fulfilling and fruitful, a, a well-rounded life. So when I started prioritizing that, I really started getting more happy, right? Like what is happiness? For me, what is happiness is having great spiritual spiritual connection with God, with source, universe, creator, with myself, higher self. What is happiness for me is having a great, sexy, strong body that is able to lift heavy weights and be agile and dance and do yoga and all these beautiful things. That's happiness to me, being able to do what I want when I want, how I want. That's happiness to me. Having a business that produces income that I'm able to serve people and provide for my family, like hallelujah, that is happiness for me. Having a, a woman, a significant other, my queen, what is happiness is treating her well and serving her and loving her and showing her how much I, I value her and I appreciate her and just want her to be her best self and also receiving that same thing from her, that same love, that same just dedication, devotion, and loyalty, and her seeing the greatness in me. That is happiness for me, okay? Talking, communicating with my parents, having great conversations with them, and staying connected with them, letting them know how much I appreciate everything that they did, how they showed up for me, for my sister, and provided us with a great upbringing. That is happiness, okay? So self-love, if you're not clear on your happiness and what makes you happy and what you value, like you will not have self-love. You might have external things. You might have external measures of success and what you think you're supposed to do, but you don't actually know what makes you happy. And I think a lot of people are struggling with that. A lot of people are having difficult times, like really getting in tune with what is important to them and what makes them happy. Okay. So that self-love is so important. And I just wanted to bring this conversation to you to remind you that you have the ability to shift the conversation about yourself, the shift, shift the values with which you show up, shift the story. That's another big aspect. What is the story that you're sharing about yourself, about how you view yourself, about how you interact with yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror what do you think what do you feel it is so important to recognize that and say hey i can change that i can do something about that i can make it different if i want but you have to take that power back you have to take that responsibility back that you actually can do something about it so that is the self-love conversation i really wanted to bring to you today and if there's any big aha big awareness big breakthroughs that you've received i would love to hear what those are and just hear how you are choosing your self-love today. Are you choosing to dive deeper into self-love? Are you choosing to own your gifts even more? From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode 
but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, BeYourGPS.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to BeYourGPS.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.